Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? Hanging in there. Life is but a dream. Shaboom. Shaboom, shaboom. We're dating ourselves. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Did you hear what happened in Russia? Well, there's a lot of things going on in Russia, but I know that, we, uh, well, we don't admit it, but it's obvious we did. And, uh, well, we tried to kill Putin. With a drone. I got to. I got to read this story to uh, those of you who haven't heard. Former President Dmitry Medvedev, he said Russia has no choice now but to annihilate Zelensky, following a drone attack and attempted assassination on Vladimir Putin. What happened a couple of nights ago is this big drone, about uh, six feet uh, in wingspan, and uh, go- really good size, that was filled with explosives, flew into the Kremlin area. And and hit one of the buildings and exploded. It was there for everybody to see. It wasn't something which uh, wasn't a near miss. It was a near, near miss. I mean, this thing, if it was just a little more accurate, might have hit uh, its uh, destination. Our Secretary of State is truly a fathead because Mm -hmm. he, he said, Tony Blinken said, uh, he can't in any way validate reports the drone hit the Kremlin. If you go online right now and go to, uh, uh, for example, Gateway Pundit, right, and you, you can see the video from three different angles, you can see the drone in the night sky. It's not like it's, is that a drone? No, you can see it, ring spin and all, mm. and it flies across the, the Kremlin and hits the flagpole and explodes. So what happened when somebody crashed some jets that they hijacked Mm -hmm. into the World Trade Center, into the Pentagon, and they were going after the White House? Now, if they would have hit the White House with that plane, Mm -hmm. would that have not been considered, well, it was anyway, the attempt, an attack? Well, well, we're not admitting that we, we're saying we didn't have any part in that. We didn't well, have any yeah, like the Nord Stream, we didn't have any part in it. But the way that he said it, yeah, the way that he said it is an admission, you know, because he's going, you can't prove it. Yeah. Well, actually, from three, from three different angles, we can we can prove it. Now, they can say, well, we had no knowledge of this. I mean, they, it was totally done by the Ukraine or, or some other NATO ally, but we didn't have any part in this. Where'd they get the drone from? Because the drone is a very specific drone. And, yeah. uh, I, uh, you know, ours have a certain look to them. Just like, the, you know, we make fun of the Soviet drones. They're very simple and cheap. Ours are very, very uh, sophisticated, well, you know, and they th- look kind of th- cool. Think about it. It got into Moscow. You know, Moscow is not like right across the border from the Ukraine. It, it had to be probably launched from someplace in Russia. I can't see them having flown this thing from the Ukraine all the way up to Moscow and then actually hit the uh, complex, the Kremlin complex. It had to be somebody who was closer, I would think. And so, which yeah, leads to and I haven't looked at the video. I'll be honest. I haven't looked at the video. I know the story, but the simple fact is those things do have a pretty good range, but they could have put that thing anywhere and launched it, you know, within striking distance. And it could be a guy sitting in a trailer in Nebraska, you know, one of those little dumps where they sit there, okay, you're, you're now satellite linked into this drone. Your job is to hit that man in this building called the Kremlin. That's like firing a missile at them. But I'm sorry, it's a provocation of war. Don't you think the Russians could have, should have seen this thing on their radar, this drone? Or do you think it flies too low? Oh, I think you can evade the radar. I mean, A, it's small, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that they have ways to, well, you know, they have stealth ones now, or the, you know, they have stealth capabilities. It's, yeah. it's within the material that they make that reflects the radar, and shape has a lot to do with it, too. But you can fly it low, and I'm sure we know their radar defenses. And who knows? We might even have somebody somewhere inside the, the, the monkey works over there that uh, could shut off the radar or blind it from seeing it. And we also, here's the, the other thing. It could have been a locally launched uh, drone by somebody in Russia who was working for us. Right. It could have been the Russians doing it themselves, be they hit a flagpole, 
It didn't hit anybody. The flagpole it may have been staged by the Russians to cause a national incident. Incident, you know, look what you did to us. But maybe they did it to themselves. I'm just saying. Do you buy that story? No, I don't. I actually think okay, that then. I think we have an element in our government right now uh, uh, that want us to go to war with Russia. They are every day in their in their life they are pursuing. Uh, what's her name? I'm thinking of. Uh, there's a, a woman who's been involved. I can't think of her name right now, but I will think about it when the show is over. That's the way it happens when you're a little older, folks. Um, and you will find that they will be delighted with what's going on right now because they're one step closer. They want us to be in a nuclear war. I don't know what they're thinking. I think they think that they're going to be excused from the fallout figuratively and literally. But I don't think that's going to happen. Even if you have the most sophisticated underground complex to go to, I think you still at some point in your, in your life you're going to have to come above ground and if you've caused a massive nuclear war, uh, there's not going to be much to come up to. Well, you know, you, you pointed out one clear fact, and that is is that, you know, they're trying to make it that, or you're saying, and they will, that, that uh, Russia did it to themselves. Don't you think it's kind of weird that all of a sudden the old news about the Nord Stream Comes up again. Oh, Russia blew up their own pipeline. Oh. Well, they're going to they're going to use that story to you know to validate this line that well they're they're doing this to you know I just think that the two things are too much of a they uh, they will stoop to nothing. These people and they by the way they will sell a lie, even if it's been proven to be a lie. If they think it's worth continuing, you know, to promote this lie. They will do it. Look at the Democrats in Russia, Russia, Russia. The Russia hoax was proven to be just that, a hoax. But They yet, still use it, though. That's exactly they, right, Bill. Yes. It's, it's a lie. It's been proven a lie, but they still use and tell the lie over and over and over again. They're going to continue doing that. Yep. Russia's also upset with us now because of Finland, you know, because Finland is talking to, well, Washington right now about letting us build military, a big military base there. Wow. You know, wow. that well, that's right at the back door, front door, or however you want to place it, mm -hmm. to Russia. You know, now, you know, we could sit there and say, you know, we can build a base anywhere we want to. And you know what? We're actually right. We can. Russia built a base one time, I remember back uh, during the Kennedy years, uh, in Cuba. Yeah. As right a matter, in our backyard, as a and we fact, were upset about that. What would happen if Russia or China say to Mexico, we'll uh, pay you a lot of money if you allow us to build a, a training base five miles from the border? How do you know that they haven't allowed something to be worked out there? Well, that might be the case. We're not uh, being how do you told know that part of the million people have troops in it? You know, Bill, we're not being told the truth about the border anyway, so it could, mm -hmm. it could, be, it could be the case. Right now, as we speak, they're amassing on the Mexican side of the Rio Grande and the border to come across on the 11th of May. I thought it was the 10th, but actually it's the 11th. Now that everyone's saying the 11th of May is when Title 42 uh, disappears, and they're going to come across, and we're going to be invaded. One week from today. So we're on the seven-day countdown. We sure, in, we sure are. Yes, we are. We're on the seven-day countdown. Uh, say goodbye to sovereignty, uh, say goodbye to your own property. How would you like to be a landowner, a, a ranch owner, right on the border of Mexico right now? How security? No, how do you, yeah, these people have got to be going out of their minds. Okay, so let's just say that, you know, a million people cross over and the border walls are down. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a free-for-all. Anybody can cross at any time into the United States. So, you you know the Democrats talk about our democracy, our democracy. You're giving away, you're giving it away. So let's just blur the line of line of democracy, and starting next week, we cease to exist very quickly. We we blend. What do we, we what do we become? We become part we, of the global society. Really, what they'd love to do. We're the Americas, they, then. They would love to take the borders and eliminate them altogether. 
No more governments. They want to make it a global society with a global governance. They want everybody to be ruled by one centralized government. That's what they want. And if there's no borders, you know, somebody said it so very well. I forgot who it was, but what they're doing, I think it was Laura Logan. It was Laura Logan who said uh, they're not doing this because uh, they want illegals to get in for the sake of illegal. They're doing this. They're allowing them to come in to, to ruin our patriotism, to destroy our nationalism. They want to make it so that... Uh, our love of country is is dissolved because we're not all from the same place anymore. We're not all coming from the same background. I mean, up until the when the borders were secure, when you were an American, you knew exactly what you were. You know, I mean, you you had maybe you had relatives who fought in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, or World War One or two, or the Spanish American War, uh, they, but they all fought for the same. The same thing. They all came from the same place. But now with these thousands and thousands of strangers coming across the border, and you see it, they're not carrying American flags across the border. They still are carrying the flags of their own country. But those will be gone, too. What they're doing is they're blending and homogenizing the population of many countries. And what better place to do this global uh, unification than with the Americas, North mm-hmm. America, South America, everything that it uh, in uh, you know it incorporates. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, we're all blended together, but we still have one governing body. Which you know, is it going to be Biden? Is it going to be Kamala? Or is uh, uh, maybe they're going to rewrite everything and Obama is going to come back in? Yeah, you know, uh, we've already got somebody in in Canada who doesn't mind uh, ruining our their border. I mean. Uh, Trudeau would, I think, welcome this global governance. I think he'd be happy to see yeah. a North American governments, a governance at least. Uh, this is not where we're coming from, friends, and this is not something you should be satisfied with. Somebody said, why is it catching on? Why do you think they have a better shot at doing this right now? And I think it's because uh, we live in a time when we're so easily distracted by so many other things as a, as a society. I mean, we're always on our cell phones or our iPads or our computers. We're listening to music or not. We can be sitting at the dinner table and we're talking to, we should be talking to our family and we'll be looking at our cell phones or texting somebody. I mean, we're just so easily distracted. I think they figured that now is a great time. They've been locked down for two and a half years. Uh, This is the time when we can make the move take the government away, and they won't even miss it. They won't even mm-hmm. miss it. I, I believe you. It's a good tech, uh, technology time to do it. We're controlled by technology. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to uh, – technology will be here. It's going to be yeah. part of the uh, ruling of us. Hell, I mean, you know, that little box over there right now, the other day it, it caught me off guard. I'm walking in the room, and all of a sudden – I guess it sensed noise, and it said, "Would you like me to get to know you on a personal basis?" Are you so serious? I can talk to, yeah, it, it, it. I'm sure other people have had it too. Yeah. Where it goes, I can talk to you by your name, and you know, you know, we can get to know each other. I'm going. This what? is your local little AI, your AI device. Yeah. Well, you you would call it Alexa. I don't call it Alexa. Right. If you I can call it the yeah. You can personalize it, the name. And you've done that. I haven't. I still call it by that. But now it, it wants to know your name so that it can take everything it knows and talk to you. And what do you do when it starts to talk to you? All of a sudden, you welcome it into your little inner circle of, you know, you, you'll treat it like a person. Mm-hmm. I was going like this. No, 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 no. I am not going to, you know, the day that I start talking to a box, uh-huh. I need to go check myself into the rubber room. I have to tell you that I, I think I'm already in that rubber room because many times I do ask questions and I, and it sounds like I'm talking to a person, uh, mm-hmm. what's the weather or what's this? And, you know, and I get an answer and it, and it really is kind of weird. Like you said, it's, it's, it's strange. Uh, a, a lot of people are doing it and they're spying on you all the time. Everything well, you do gets- is being listened to. Yeah, and it, it, it gets an idea of what you're looking for every day. 
Yep. And it uh, and that's why it wants to. It senses when you're in the room. It knows. Now it it doesn't know if it's me or my son. There's only two people in this household, but I'm sure it has ways of knowing with patterns. And hell, I do not know. You know, I know the microphone's always on. Does it have a camera in the thing or what? I guess yeah, it does because you can do video things. So is there? Does it have you have you visual have the, recognition? You have the more sophisticated one. I have the one that looks like a hockey puck. It doesn't have a camera. In oh, it, no, so. no, no. This looks like a, a, a little small television, you know, and mm-hmm. it sits there. And uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, the, the speaker on it's great. I mean, when I want to, you know, jam out and listen to, you know, some old uh, classic rock. Oh, I know. You know, but that's the problem. That, they, they make these devices so well that you, it's hard not to want to use one or have one in your house. But I think I told you the story about the lady who got a phone call from somebody who lived 150 mm-hmm. miles from her, and the person was asking, why did you send me this audio file right. of you talking to your husband? And she said, I didn't. And she didn't send it. It was the device that sent it to her in her, in, in her own personalized contact list. Uh, well, it, yeah, it has that. It gets that off the phone because, you know, you say, yeah. you know, so-and-so, call uh, Jim Harrington, and yep. it will sit there and go through your phone contact list you know, via Bluetooth, it gets it. Now it's got it in its system, stored in the cloud somewhere, and it's got all your contacts, everything about you, probably every text, personal message, email that you've done. Sure, doctor's appointments, uh, or your schedule, where you've been, what you're doing. It's a, it, can, and if it's this bad now, can you imagine what it's going to be like for our grandkids when they're mm-hmm. grown up? How invasive oh, yeah. it's going to be? It's going to be everywhere. I saw a car, by the way, yesterday, uh, and I always thought this should have been the case from the get-go, and apparently somebody had the same idea. I, I used to think, why don't they put the solar panels into the, the outside body of the car, and so the car would always be, the batteries, batteries well, would always be, be charging while you're driving it. You're out in the sun, you're driving along, it should be charging the batteries as you go. Well, there's a car company that's coming out with, that car, it's made. It'll go. I think they said a thousand miles, uh, and it's always recharging. It's probably not a total charge, but it's enough of a charge to get you that thousand miles. Uh, and that's just the beginning. Before long, yeah. goodness knows. Um, interesting thing that another thing going on, which you may have heard about, uh, a document has been asked for by uh, Senator Grassley and James Comer. Um, Mm -hmm. And the document is being held by the FBI. It's an unclassified document called an FD-1023. And it allegedly shows an arrangement exchanging money for policy decisions between Biden and somebody from another country. Yeah, and this was why he was vice president, right? Exactly right. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, took a few moments yesterday and explained the whole situation. Listen. Hi, everyone. I wanted to come on here and give you some breaking news. Uh, This just came out a few minutes ago. On the Oversight Committee, our chairman, Jamie Comer, along with Senator Chuck Grassley, has joined together and written a letter. We are issuing a subpoena to the FBI Director, Christopher Wray. And the reason why this is extremely important, it is because there's a whistleblower that has come forward with very credible information that we need uh, Christopher Ray's cooperation with. And this information involves something that many people have known for a very long time in Washington, D.C., and that is of Joe Biden and his family members' extremely corrupt financial transactions with foreign countries and foreign nationals. Well, what we are asking for uh, and have subpoenaed from the FBI Director Christopher Ray is a certain document and the document is called an FD-1023. This is an unclassified form and this is a form that the FBI has in its possession with proof um, uh, and information that Joe Biden as vice president of the United States actually interacted with a foreign national and made a deal with a foreign national in exchange for money. And the deal that he made 
was to make decisions as the Vice President of the United States on foreign policy and he received payment for it. This is, these are crimes that are unspeakable um, in, in this time in our history, but they're crimes that many of us have suspected. I want to remind you, I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on his inauguration day in January, 2021, um, on, on January 21st, 2021. The reason why I did so is we had credible proof and evidence and witnesses um, of the Biden's family's uh, uh, unbelievable corruption with Burisma and Ukraine and our investigations on the oversight committee uh, with the hard work with Chairman Comer, um, the hard work of our staff and our members on the oversight committee, we have seen very credible evidence of proof of these unbelievable crimes. I mean, what a treachery and betrayal by Joe Biden when he was vice president and now he's president of the United States. And you can see that our country is truly suffering the consequences of his, of his actions. Um, it's, it's my belief that what we will prove on the oversight committee through the hard work of our chairman, our staff and our members is that we will be proving that Joe Biden must be impeached um, because, because of his crimes, because of how his family has been involved in what appears to be true money laundering um, in real pay to play um, actually transactions, financial transactions with foreign countries and foreign nationals in exchange for political favor favors from the highest uh, offices of our land, vice president and now president of the United States. And look at where we are today. Um, I just wanted to come on here and give you this breaking news. The letter has just gone out uh, to to the FBI Director Christopher Wray and also um, Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice. We are looking forward to full cooperation and we are also uh, maintaining uh, the privacy um, and safety and security of this whistleblower. And we also like to thank Senator Chuck Grassley for his help and participation with Chairman Comer um, and our oversight committee staff on this matter. It's extremely important. And we look forward to revealing to the American people, all of you deserve the truth. It doesn't matter how you vote, Democrat, Republican, independent, or even if you don't vote at all, America deserves the truth and deserve to, deserves to see what Joe Biden um, as vice president and now as president and, and his family members, what they have been doing and how it has affected our country. Um, and it's my belief, and, and I believe we'll see in time, it'll show the proof and it, it will show and reveal that my original articles of impeachment on Joe Biden's inauguration day were right, but maybe just, just short of some more information because what we're finding out now, um, there will have to be very likely new articles of impeachment with more information added. And this is such an incredible uh, news story, but it's also, um, in my opinion, it's, it's tragic news for America that this could be happening with uh, people that hold the highest offices in our land. Okay, so that's all well and good, but what, what bothers me about the whole thing is the FBI has had this quote, unclassified document for some time. Right. And they haven't done a darn thing with it. Why? So what are they going to do with it now unless they're going to cancel the uh, whistleblower? Well, the I different, mean, you know, I heard. The difference now is that they're going to use it to build their case in Congress against Biden for impeachment. But well, yeah. At, at, but... at some point, they've actually got to impeach him. I mean, this talk is all well and good. Congress is full of talk. Uh, and only when it's being run by the Democrats do they get down to actually doing something. The Republicans well, are just uh, right now they 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 huff and puff, but nothing happens. You know, well, you know, in the boxing world, you know, there's featherweight. Republicans, yeah. when it comes to action, are featherweight. They they're they're not in the heavyweight division. The Democrats are. They they're in it to win it, and it doesn't matter that. They haven't done the training for it or anything. They know how to, they own the refs. You know, so, you, you, you look at Lindsey Graham, right? Senator Lindsey Graham. He's right. he's known for all of his threats, and now he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and he does nothing, nothing. And when he does something, usually 
he disappoints the conservatives because he goes against what he said he was going to vote for. I mean, he mm-hmm. and he's not he's not the exception. He's kind of like the rule for the Republicans. I mean, Mitch McConnell, he's useless. You know, when they people say they've got to get rid of the Democrats in Congress, they've also got to get rid of the rhinos in Congress. Otherwise, nothing will change. Well, we need to shake up government entirely. And that doesn't mean that you have to replace a Democrat with a Republican and a Republican with a Democrat. It means look closely and do a very close study of who you're voting for and what they stand for and what you stand for. And let's get some people in there that are going to make a change. And let's get some people in there that will talk to both sides because that's what America is about, a fair exchange. The sad part about it is there was a time when you could look at a Democrat and a Republican and literally you might vote for the Democrat because he is more like you. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I mean, they vote in lockstep. Even those who say, well, I'm not sure. Manchin, for example. Manchin, can, mm-hmm. he tries to sell himself as, as a moderate, as a middle-of-the-road guy. But yet when push comes to shove, for the most part, he will walk lockstep with his fellow Democrats. And that's the difference also between the Democrats and the Republicans. They will unify. They will stand together and vote as a pack, whereas the Republicans, they're not so unified. They will... Yeah. They'll vote sometimes together, sometimes not. Um, but anyway. And, you know, people are going, well, you know, uh, that's why I'm an independent. Well, that's great. But guess what? The independents really are probably just disgruntled Republicans at heart and because they can't get their act together either. Yep, that's true. And, you know, people say, well, I'm middle of the road. There's an old saying, if you uh, walk down the middle of the road, you'll get hit by cars coming from both from ways. both sides. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with this. I think that on the surface, it's a big story. It seems like they are going to bring down Biden. The other question you have to ask yourself is why? Well, that's true. But that's the second question. But the, why are they going after Biden now? He just announced he's going to run again. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like they decided in the back room somewhere, uh... Against our wishes, uh, he's uh, going to run again. Uh, we got to get rid of him. I mean, look at Susan. Uh, what's her name? The uh, uh, his advisor uh, walked uh, walked out. Uh, she's her last day. I guess is next week. Uh, I want to say Rice, but I don't know. Uh, Susan Rice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very good, Bill. Right. Yeah. You, Every you, once in a while, a round, round of applause snaps of my brain goes. Very good. <clears throat> yes, uh, she she uh, announced after uh, to the surprise of everybody that she's stepping away from the position of of advisor, which kind of makes me think that maybe she was telling him, "Don't run again, Mr. President. You're not up." Yeah, they're not taking her advice. So if you if they wouldn't take your advice and you're the you know the so called expert, yep. I would sit there and say, I do not want my name attached to this mess. Yep. And I would walk out, too. I'd rather walk out with pride than walk out with shame. That's true. You know, it's funny. Uh, yesterday, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, we oh, all yes, know Karine yes. Jean-Pierre, uh, she was asked, where's Joe? Because Joe is, hasn't been around for two days. He's kind of disappeared. He made made a comment at a banquet uh, he made a comment at a banquet uh, Monday night where he said to a Muslim gentleman. Oh, yeah, this was brilliant, That he, what he did. He said it with a southern accent. He said, hush up, boy. That's how yeah. he said it. He said it a with Muslim. a Muslim. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is Joe Biden from Scranton and then Delaware, right? Trying to sound like he's from down in, te- in uh, Texas or Georgia or Mississippi. Hush up, boy. Went over like a pregnant pole Walter. Listen, here, here's how Colleen Jean-Pierre answered the question. Um, by the time the president appears at a dinner tonight, it will have been about 48 hours since he's had a public appearance. So what has he been doing in that time? 
He's been meeting with, uh, in having internal meetings in the Oval Office. I had a meeting with him earlier uh, today uh, with his senior, uh, senior advisors, senior staff, uh, talking about the issues that matter to the American people. It's not unusual. This is something that he does every day. And like you said, you'll see him later this evening. There'll be uh, press available for, uh, for the toast that the president is going to, is going to give. It's going to be, an, a, as you know, an open uh, press avail at the top. Uh, and you'll get to see the president then. Oh, boy. Uh, She has no problem lying to the press and the American people. She just doesn't doesn't care. Well, yeah, that that really makes her a patriot. I mean, there's a lot of things I could say. I won't. But, you know, um, I I have no respect for her. Well, I think she blatantly lies. She's brought it on herself. I don't know, by the way, whether or not they actually uh, had an appearance with Joe last night. I, I see nothing online. So. I guess he was at the banquet last night, so he must have made an appearance. But where was he for those two days? You know, a lot of things are going on. Uh, All of a sudden, you have uh, this Hunter Biden stuff blowing up. Uh, You have have the Congress asking for that document. Things are really flaring up on that front. You have uh, the missile attack on Russia, the attempted assassination of Putin, That's blowing up in Joe's face. And then you have the border, the border situation. Now, they got to feel the heat from the border. I mean, I would think that the governors have to be sending letters and making all kinds of accusations. I think I mentioned yesterday, for me, if I were the governor of Texas, uh, I know you probably have to wait until Title 42 comes down, actually comes down, and the invasion actually starts before you can initiate something. But I think at that point I would have uh, an arrest, a west. I sound like Elmer Fudd. Hello. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> yeah. You have to have an arrest warrant uh, made out to, uh, for, for Joe Biden, Carmela Harris, for uh, uh, all of the people who are responsible for the invasion. I mean, they directly are responsible for all of these people coming across the border. Yeah, but they're not going to do anything about this border thing. Uh, the only thing that I see that's possibly going to happen is sometime, you know, I mean, you know, we hunt in Washington's, you know. We, 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 <laughs> now you're slipping into it. <laughs> uh, but we didn't, we weren't so good with our shot, you know, with yeah. our drone shot. But uh, I guess my question is, if a political leader mm-hmm. is taken out, you know, the president of Russia. Oh, boy. The president of China. The president of the United States. Any one of these three guys gets taken out by anybody. It's is it just going to be a news story in no, ten times? Game, it's a or game, is it? It's a game changer, Bill. Don't you think? That's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. But I just wanted to hear someone else say it. That yeah, all bets are off. As a matter of fact, the the bet is uh, we we just jumped in the handbasket that's headed to hell. Oh. You know? uh, in- we are closer right now to nuclear war than we have ever been, and nobody's talking about it. Well, I'll say this. We're dancing with war right now, so, you know, let's, if, if that's where we're going, let's just quit talking about it and just, let's go ahead and blow you, the world up. You know, you, you hear people say, well, this is all part of a plan that uh, we have to get oh, as, wow. as close as, we have to get really close to disaster before uh, the people wake up and see what's going on. Well, I think we're there, don't you? I think yeah. if, if you're going to do something to fix it, to, to rescue us, uh, maybe now's a good time, if you know what I mean. I think we're beyond the time of rescue, and I think the plan is a stupid plan. You know, I just do. Well, uh, I, 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 I'm hoping... You don't take yourself to the brink of war. At least, if you're going to take yourself to the brink of war... Well, here's, here's what those... It's got to be worth it, right? You know. Here's what the theory is. The theory is, it's a big country and a lot of people aren't paying attention to politics. You and I do on a daily basis because it's our avocation. We like doing it. But a lot of people, they go to work, they talk about the game last night. Oh, those Celtics are really amazing against the 76ers. They could care less about what's happening at the southern border, and they don't even know about the attack on Vladimir Putin. They have no idea. So, I mean, I, I guess what the theory is, is they could never have, they they have supposedly proof that the election was stolen. 
This is the theory. I'm going to tell it the way I, I've I've read it. And mm-hmm. but they couldn't they couldn't actually uh, stop Biden from getting into office because it would have looked at the time like a coup. It would have looked like uh, a revolution of sorts. It would have looked illegitimate. So they had to let the country see what was going on. They had to let them see the the incompetence and the the fraud that was in office right now. And they also had to, they predicted that they would be walking right up to the gates of, uh, of nucle- nuclear war. But, but they also say in the theory is that it won't happen, that Russia actually behind the scenes knows where we are at right now and what the struggle is in our country. Uh, so it's not what you would think it would be. Now, I'm just telling you what the theory is because I pay attention to stuff. I, I read all these different uh, reports and all these different uh, prognosticators and uh, their articles. It, it, we're probably, if that theory exists and if that theory is legitimate, I would think that we are at the brink right now. We are literally on a race razor's edge. Uh, we could go at any time into a nuclear war. You may say no. You may say that's not going to happen. I mean, no one's talking about it on Fox and nobody's talking about it on CNN. I don't care about that. I don't care about any of that stuff. That is, for the most part, smoke. That stuff mm-hmm. is just a distraction. I mean, we're talking about Tucker Carlson's job. Think about it. The guy made millions last year. He'll make millions this year. Do I like Tucker? I think he's fabulous. I think he's the best in his business. I'd love to see him back on the air. But in the meantime, while we're talking about Tucker, what happened? We had a, a, an assassination attempt on on Vladimir Putin. We have Russia angry with us. We have our southern border that's, that's if it was a ship, would be sunk. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. people are coming across uh, without any restraints. They're being ushered in. They say, well, we sent 1,500 troops down to the border, active duty military. Yeah, against a million people coming across the border. But do you know what the they're border. doing, Bill? They're not going down there to protect the border. They're going down there to do uh, office work and to help, yeah. process, to help process the people coming across so the Border Patrol can be staffed by border, more Border Patrol people. But that 1,500 people, like you said, against a million? Come on. <laughs> yeah, and they're not going to be able to process everybody. They're just going to sit there and crowd through and go across the line, and that's it. They're yep. here. Once they're here, they are here. And then they get benefits, privileges, rights, and we become a little more diluted. We're already diluted. Yeah. Now, the makeup of, you know, we are a melting pot of the world. That was how we were designed to be, and I've got no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I think the only people that have problems with that are liberals in power. Not, you know, just because you're a Democrat doesn't make you a bad person, but liberals in power, and they want to say it's the other side. A person that's guilty always points their finger, you know, the other yeah. side's the racist. They're yeah. doing this. They're doing that. And when all along it's them, the person pointing the finger that's is true. the guilty one. You know, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday had the audacity to say that the border is 90% more secure, 90% more secure. Listen. He has tools that he's used to to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way uh, and in a, in a way that is, uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has, it has, um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. What, what a liar. 90%? You, you get her and Mayorkas together and they just... They just lie. They, they yeah. just lie. Yeah. It's a two-ring lie circus. But you know it what? Uh, the media, I mean, social media is blowing up over her because where does she get her facts? I mean, she reaches into a hat and pulls one out. I mean, you know, they have the fact of the day in a, you know, a hat. Or, well, but the, me- does it work? the media doesn't ask that question. You just asked a question which somebody in the front row should ask. Where do you get your statistics from? Yeah. 
But no, they sit there like a bunch of adults. You saw them at the press dinner the other night in Washington, the Washington correspond, Correspondents Dinner. They were laughing at the remarks Biden was making. Biden was saying things like, uh, "It's uh, what, what, what did he say? Uh, he said a lot of stupid stuff. Here's what he said. I, I think I have the, the cut. In a lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. And listen That's to true. him. And li- but listen to him. They laugh like, ha, ha, ha. They uh, should funny, be. Like a bunch of trained seals. <laughs> yeah, they well, should be embarrassed. What? They should be embarrassed. But what he just said to us, he just stuck it to him. He says, I, I can ignore you any way and any time I want to, and you have nothing you can do. I've seen him sit on the stage before and just look and smile and shake his head. And then all of a sudden he gets up and waves and he's walking out of there. So he didn't lie there. I mean, Lion Joe actually told the truth for one time right then, right there. He hasn't done squat. So while you're supporting Biden, if you were listening right now and you're a Biden supporter, uh, we have a border that's about to be invaded by they say as many as a million people. That's great. A million strangers. God knows what they're bringing across. Fentanyl, probably, yeah. Maybe some weapons. Who knows? But they're coming across, thanks to Joe. We have a country uh, which we've gotten along with. Maybe it's been an abrasive relationship, but we've gotten mm-hmm. along with Russia. All of a sudden, we are on their list. And you know what list I'm talking about. And they're, they're talking about getting back at the people who were responsible for the assassination attempt on Putin? Well, there's the assassin, assassination attempt. There is, we want to sit there and build a military base in Finland. Yeah. Um, you know, we have been behind so many things with the Ukraine, you know, and the attacks on Russia. At some point in time, you sit there and go, enough is enough. And they're not going to sit there and say, oh, by the way, uh, at 6 p.m. tonight, we're going to smack you back. They're just going to do it. Yeah, that's true. We're not going to get a big warning. They're not going to say, hey, guys, uh, you might want to close your windows because we're dropping something tonight. Uh, They'll just do it. But in the meantime, with all this stuff going on, uh, the Federal Reserve yesterday raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point, bringing the benchmark funds to five to five and a quarter percent. Yeah. So with all of the inflation that we have right now, uh, with all of the economic woes we're going through with Oh, a ton of stores. Did you see the list of stores that are closing? Big stores. I mean, Target's closing a few stores. Walmart's closing a bunch of stores. Yep. Lowe's is closing. I mean, everywhere you look, Bed Bath & Beyond, they're not just uh, closing stores. They're going out of business. You know, they're they're done. Uh, And this is all under Joe Biden's watch. Well, yeah, but you're going, well, I can, I can, you know, go on my little smartphone and I can order something. It'll be here tonight, maybe tomorrow, you know, two days at the most. Well, you know, Amazon is getting ready to cut back on drivers too. So, (laughs) you know, you think you're going to get it online? Look, you know, whatever you want, you better stock up on. And I forget what they call this house, house, they call it, oh, they call it an earth ship where a house has the solar pan panels, it generates its own electricity. Yeah. It, it takes moisture from the air. It sanitizes itself, does everything by itself. And I'm like, going, got to be a lot to build, but you know what? We're probably going to have to live that way, you know, to be off the grid because. So what it does, know, it, it generates its own water. It, yeah. yeah it, it, it pulls it from the moisture from the air. You know, I, yeah. I have a friend who, an old neighbor of mine, smart guy, who literally uh, uses dr- rainwater uh, drain? He comes off the gutters in his house, and he goes down into this huge plastic barrel, mm-hmm. and, and then into a filtration system. And I don't know whether he uses it for drinking, although he says he can run it through a filtration system and drink oh, yeah. it. But he uh, also he it's there for him in case uh, he loses electricity and the, the he needs it for washing and. Uh, sanitation for those experimenters you can look it up you know you know getting water out of thin air it'll tell you how to make a little you know little 
unit, you can actually make a little desert unit where you can get a, uh, a half a bottle to a bottle of water a day. It will make it by itself. But there actually are units that you can buy for your house that will give you the water to do your laundry, to take oh, your yeah. baths. I have and one. To... I have one that doesn't do that kind. It does like three gallons at a time. You pour it in the top. And it literally goes through a filtration system. Oh, no, no. This thing pulls the water from the air. It, it creates it, the water for you. It's an evaporative kind of thing. You, yes, exactly. Wow. wow. They, they actually created this thing or the technology. Uh, it's really simple. They created it for, you know, places out in the desert where, you know, there is no water. Right. Water that they know of. But obviously, water is in the air. Yeah. So you extract it. You know, how much you get. I guess depends, you know, on the the air that you breathe. But you know, it's kind of interesting they do it. But I bring it up only because the way we're going, we're not going to be able to. We're going to have to grow our own food. We're going to have. We're going back to the stone ages, whether we we like it or not. You're not going to be able to rely on Amazon, eBay, or anything. Well, if you know, stores we, are shutting down. We were the most successful country in existence in history up until 2020. We we were just cooking with all twelve cylinders. We were doing we were doing a great job, and now, like Bill said, we're on the verge of shutting down. We're we're, yeah, we're really close, and that's why I'm wondering. You know, they sit there and they're going, "Well, we got to raise these rates because we got to slow down this this economy that's running away." I'm going like, you know, if I were at a marathon, I would see this economy has become a turtle. Yeah. Uh, now they're they're bragging about numbers and we we we've wiped out the debt. We've done this. We've done that. All that was was the pandemic relief money coming back to us because we didn't have to spend it anymore. And Joe's taking credit that I did this. Well, actually, Joe, you're not lying there either, because it was you and your Democrat cronies that shoved COVID down our throats and created the scare because you saw this as a political advantage by taking uh, COVID and using it as a weapon. And you weaponized it, and you did a damn good job. I'm looking at the list. I, I have a story here about the stores that are closing down. Uh, we're, we're seeing stores, Amazon, even Amazon, like you said, is cutting back. But they're also closing down a bunch of Whole Foods stores. And they have this yeah. new, they had this new uh, fully automated store. You literally right. walked walked in. You pick the stump off the shelf and you left, and it would actually charge your credit card, your Amazon card. I guess mm -hmm. it, it senses where you are and what you're getting, and you didn't have to go through a checkout. It was automated, the whole thing. Well, it apparently hasn't caught on, and Amazon is closing a bunch of those stores down. Uh, Bath and Body Works closing, Walmart, Foot Locker. Uh, I mean, it just goes on. It's dozens and dozens of stores that are going out of business. Uh, an insider tally of announcements by major retailers in 2023 finds as many as 2,119 stores set to close across the United States. Mm -hmm. 2,119 stores. These aren't little stores. We're talking about good-sized businesses that are closing and putting people out of business. Well, you know, it's amazing because we used to manufacture manufacture things in the United States right. and sell them here. Then all of a sudden, greed kicked in, and we went to Mexico. We went to China where we could get labor for 8, 10, 12 cents an hour to, to make stuff. Well, China, you, everything now is made in China. The only positive thing that I see out of this is maybe because people are going to want stuff, the people that have money somewhere, somehow, and they're going to want stuff, and they will want it cheap. Yeah. Uh, our jobs are going to go away, and pretty soon, you know, we might be working for a nickel an hour to to make the the things that people like to buy somewhere else, but not here. We are going to be the future cheap labor of the world. You know, you're finally getting a few Hollywood stars to talk about what's going on and the problems we're having in our country right now. Uh, this is Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is concerned about uh, the power grid, our power grid. Now, you these, should be. These are guys that normally keep their political stuff secret. Uh, well, now they're starting to speak up. Listen. Heat, gas for our cars, transportation for food restocking, 
all of it relies to some extent on electricity. But no one likes to focus on what could happen if it all suddenly is taken away. upcoming Amazon film on a wing and a prayer. Dennis Quaid joins me now. So people have tried to take out our energy grid. There was some sort of attack with weapons many oh, years been, ago in there's, California. There's been several uh, attacks on substations. I heard about one a couple of months ago. And this is not day after tomorrow, by the way. This is tomorrow, I think. It could, it could happen. And uh, it uh, it's, it's a problem that we could fix. It's basically this. In 2003, right here in New York, you know, there was a, a wire that brushed up against a tree limb, and it took out uh, the electricity in, in New, for New York for, for two days. There was, that was just a small little event. But at a GMT event, like a bad actor could take out through a Chinese balloon, for all we know, or... Uh, oh, or a, so they uh, could have put a little something-something on that balloon, exploded it over the United States, and we lose power for how long? Well, it could be up to, like, 30 days. But what we're talking about is a, like, a uh, nuclear explosion up in space. A nuclear explosion in the atmosphere above the United States could unleash a burst of invisible electrical energy that within a fraction of a second wash over this country and overload all of our most sensitive electronic devices, including the nation's power grid. Just 30 days without electricity it would take us back to 1880, and you wouldn't be able to get gas, you wouldn't be able to get food, you know, the police would stay home, take care of their own families, it'd be, we'd be... Uh, and you can't just, even survive three days without water, and it would affect the water system as well. Yes, exactly. We keep talking about it, but nothing ever gets done. Again, the, the question I'd ask, what have we actually, we've taken it seriously, what have we actually done other than literally admire the problem? There are plans for hurricanes, there are plans for snowstorms, there are plans for earthquakes. There is no plan for a cyber attack that would be infinitely longer in duration and more widespread than any of those natural disasters. Energy companies don't want to pay for it. Uh, the utilities companies don't want to pay for it. It's something we could put uh, in our budget over time. And uh, we, uh, it'd be about $50 billion of a, what is it, a $5 trillion budget that we have. But over time, this is something that if it does happen, um, it's going to make the, the COVID look like a kid's show. Wow. I mean, 50 billion, we send that to Ukraine in about a week. Yeah. That shouldn't be that much to do. That's uh, Dennis Quaid and Jesse Waters. He, he said going back to 1880, but I would submit it, it would be worse than that because in 1880, it would be. we had the infrastructure for agriculture and we had farmers who grew their own stuff, who had wagons, who could get it to a market. We don't have all those things in place anymore. No, we've, we've progressed forward, but you look at electricity, and we've talked about this before. You know, if you take a moment to reflect and you look around you and you look at everything that has power going to it, and you're going, wow, I really am kind of uh, the electrical generation. And then you think back when you were a kid growing up and riding in the back of the car with, you know, your mom and dad, maybe going to the beach and you pass by a power station. Right. And you remember that power station from when you were a kid. And then you, you advance forward when you're a teenager, you go into the ocean again and you pass by that same power grid. Nothing's really changed there. And today you're taking your kids and you're going by that same power station. Nothing has changed. The grid is old, it's outdated, it's on a wing and a prayer. But the caveat to that is that the parts to replace it and fix it are all, every single part. You know, we're talking about insulators, everything, right. the transformers, all made. Oh, what's this country called? Yeah. Starts with a C. Yeah. China? Yep. It's all made in China. You know, and, you know, he talked about uh, a, a tree rubbing up against you know, a line. Well, because we haven't maintained what we got, you know, it's, uh, it, 
you know, it's like lease cars used to be when the yuppies got them. They didn't. Can you imagine the if we took the, if we took the money that we are sending to the Ukraine, the hundred billion, hundred and twenty billion Spend dollars it on fixing ourselves? Yes. If we said we haven't got it, sorry, Ukraine, we have, we're in the process of rebuilding our infrastructure. You could get a good head start with a hundred billion dollars. Well, we've talked about our infrastructure for uh, through many years, presidents, even Trump talked about it. I believe he tried to do something, but the Democrats poo-pooed it. Now they're saying, well, we're going to rebuild our infra- infrastructure. No, you're not. Don't lie to me. Because yeah. in the past, when you've done it, oh, take Pennsylvania, for example, they might get those federal dollars to do something, and then it gets to... Well, I'm going to make sure that this project takes forever to get done. This road is going to fall apart where we started fixing it when we finish it at the other end so that my son will have a job doing this. We, you know, come on. We're not going to fix anything. We're not going to fix the grid. We're not going to fix our infrastructure. We're not going to do the roads. So what the hell? And before I uh, we close out the show, I wanted to play this little clip. Uh, if you want to feel really depressed... This is the uh, secretary, I believe, of the interior. Her name is, uh, don't go away. I have it here in my sweaty little Please palm. stand by. Her name is Deb uh, Hayford, I believe. Deb Hayford, she's the uh, interior secretary. She was being questioned by uh, the Senate about, uh, by Josh Hawley, to be specific, about mm-hmm. uh l- uh, lithium and where it comes from. And listen to what she had to say. This will make you depressed. On the subject of these sweeping mandates related to electric vehicles that the Biden administration has imposed, including now for our military, the metals needed to make the lithium ion batteries in those vehicles are, of course, lithium, nickel, graphite, and cobalt. Now, can you tell me what nation is the largest producer of refined lithium in the world? No, I can't. It's China. Can you tell me which nation is the largest producer of refined cobalt in the world? No, Senator. It's China. Do you know what nation is the largest exporter of natural graphite to the United States globally? No, Senator. It's China. Okay. So in all of these instances, these mandates, your decision to trade off our energy security in favor of a radical climate change agenda is making us more and more dependent on China. And at the same time... You are denying mining, blocking mining, blocking permits for mines in this country that would allow us to develop nickel and copper and cobalt. Why? Why block the development of these resources in our own nation in favor of making us dependent on China? Senator, are you referring to the Boundary Waters? I'm referring to the, to the Twin Metals Mine in Minnesota. I think that Senator Bross was just asking about it. Yes, uh, near the Boundary Waters, which is an iconic place and, of course, um, a very valuable ecological um, system to many plants, animals. Okay, that was the Secretary of the Interior, uh, Deb Halen. And it's depressing. The lady doesn't know where all the key elements that are needed to make electric cars work, that they're made in China. What's her uh, last name again? Halen, H-A-A-L-A-N-D. Oh, yeah. oh I thought it might have been Schultz or something <laughs> like that. I know oh, nothing. nothing. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Hey, my friend, we've done it again. If you want to get in touch with us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And then there's mail. There's It's mail at itsanotherday.com. We won't give the snail mail address because, well, you know, you might show up uh, and personally deliver it, and I don't know <laughs> if that would be a good idea. <laughs> hey, listen, um, thank you very much for being a part of our audience. It's growing every day from all over the world. You cannot believe the number of countries that uh, are downloading our program, and we have listeners everywhere. So thank you very, very much. And by the and way, I wanted to point this out. Uh, if Tucker, uh, if Tucker Carlson is listening, and you need work, we uh, haven't got a budget. We basically have no money, but we'll be 
would be delighted to have you on our show. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you'd be working for peanuts. And when I say peanuts, <laughs> I would go buy a can of planters. And <laughs> we'll send it, the, yeah. Right there. Yeah, you just tell me what nut you like, and I'll make sure that you have cashews, of peanuts, cashews, whatever. Yes, uh, walnuts. And Tucker, that number again is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. You can call that number, or you can email us at mail at itsanotherday.com, and uh, we'll be happy to contact you and make arrangements. We'd have our guys get together with your guys, and we'd do lunch. And lots of peanuts. Just remember that. <laughs> Thank lots you. Lots of peanuts. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. He's probably going to say nuts to you guys. Hey, have uh, a nuts. <laughs> have a great day, my friend. You stay well. You too. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event? You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere? Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>